This is your boy Al Dot Williams for real. Welcome to our all new episode of Combos with Re and Al. Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode. Yes. Conversationalist, I've been missing you. It's, you know, it's been like a week and a half. I don't know what I'll do without you. <laughs> it seems like time is actually going by pretty quick. <laughs> it goes by so fast, and I love it because I feel like when I'm not talking to you guys on the podcast, I'm talking to you throughout the week on social media, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the comments. I appreciate all the statements and the questions and scenarios. So I, I see y'all. We appreciate y'all. Yes, we it's do. Great. We definitely mm-hmm. do. It's been great. Y'all keep us laughing. <laughs> yes. Hi, Rita. How have you been doing, girl? How have life been going? Uh, as you know. I hurt myself. Mm. <laughs> Tell us about it. Tell us about it. What happened? I don't know. I guess my bones is weak. I, I really don't know how this even happened. But, you know, I've been going hard, trying to work out, lose this weight, get yeah, fine man. for 40. She's looking good, y'all. Y'all have to, we're going to do a before and after. Yeah, and you so know, I... was talking about this, we're going to do a before and after because she looks amazing. Because, you know, people, yeah, people keep saying, like, they see that I'm slimming, but, like, I couldn't see it. I know it's because I see myself every day, but yeah. the changes I've noticed is, like, I had a ton of cellulite in my thighs. Like, I, you know, and it's just, it's pretty much gone. And so I knew I've been, like, you know, doing a lot of leg work and stuff like that. So I'm, like, you know, been proud. And then here this happened. I fractured my knee. <laughs> Oh my God. So right now I'm currently in the this knee brace, <laughs> propped up on the couch. <laughs> oh my God! That's and what I'm looking like right now. She's still here on the show, y'all. She's yes. Here. We're recording today, and she's propped up, literally. Yeah. Barely able to make it, honey. But she's but recording here. her conversationalist, and yes. we appreciate. Got to keep going. So, uh, Mr. I, tell me about you, because I just be seeing you. Everywhere. Oh my gosh. Well, yes, you know, um, I'm working, but my work, uh, my business um, allows me to travel and be in the city and be in the spot, um, in the places to be sometimes, which is great because, you know, like I get to be in like some of the scenes. And when COVID was going on, I was at home 100% of the time. <laughs> and COVID is still going on, you know, uh, a Chromian, what we call it. Omarion is out. Um, <laughs> so if you haven't heard the Omarion variant, oh it's out. It's going to get you. Um, the Omicron is out. And so it's still out and present. But Omarion, so leave him alone. A lot of events have been going on, and I work in radio, television, and film still. So I still go to events and stuff, and I love it. And then also, my little boyfriend has me out in these streets, too. I've been dating. I've been keeping y'all up on my dating life. So I've been dating. It's been great. It's going into our third, fourth month or whatever. And, um, you know, it's very active. You know, when you start first start dating, you go out a lot. You hang out with each other. It's all lovey-dovey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, our relationship started with the no sex rule. So for us, it's been basic dating, getting to know each other without any of the extra involved. I don't have to know who you with uh, sexually and vice versa. I'm just getting to know you personally. So I, which I love because it actually gets to give me the chance to like get to know your friends, who you hang out with, people you're involved with. It's something I want to be involved with. And so I love all of that. Y'all, you guys, if you've ever dated someone you think you really, and you think it's really the one, you should try not having sex with them for a while and see how what you really get to know about that person. Because it's a totally different thing because I've dated people and had sex with them first 
And I realized, like, oh, you fall in love with the sex part, and then you like all that part first, and then you start getting to know that person, and you're like, ooh, you do what? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you just busting your teeth at 11? You know, you know like, just things like that. Just a small thing. But when, you, <laughs> but when you get to know them first, you get to know all those things first, and you're like, babe, can you please, or can we start doing this to make it look better for all of us? But nonetheless, it's been great. So I love, I love that uh, my That's work good. and business life crazy too that's so good. you know it's, it's been that's a blessing good. and a curse at the same time so i'm appreciative <laughs> <laughs> I'm appreciative. okay i'm happy for you mm-hmm. okay thank you thank you girl i'm sorry for your knee boo like i just i hate to crush your knee but your body still look banging so make sure you keep doing your your eating habits so you oh, keep yes. it slim and tight while you laying up yeah. oh my god we'll just work on the arms yeah that's what I said. i'm still gonna do some <laughs> ab work what i can in my arms yeah Arm and, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, babe. That's crazy. It'll get that better. It will. It's gonna get better because you know how God works. Mm-hmm. He does things for a reason. You know the the new variant is out. He probably wants you to stay in the house with your family to make sure you're safe for these few months that are in the holiday season. And you know you work and you're working mom, so you know being at home a little bit more is probably gonna be like tis the season to be jolly. <laughs> <laughs> Put that positive on. spin on it, okay? I know, you know, try to the problem. How long are you going to be on, on, on down, on your downtime? Well, I don't know. I, I have to meet with my orthopedic because they're probably going to have to put a brace on it. Oh. Um, uh, so, yeah. Y'all, we give you y'all full transparency because we love y'all and y'all love us. So, you know, we want to keep y'all a part of what's going on in real life. Mm. I've had some leg problems before. Like, I've been crushed between two cars, y'all. So oh, my God. I know. You know, we have to have a transparency only one day. I had some trauma with me as a kid <laughs> that, like, I've been crushing between two cars laid up. They told me I would never walk again. And I ended up doing bad laces then wow. on the dance team and the tumble, like, all this type of stuff. So, child, um, don't let somebody tell you you can't do something because you can definitely make some changes mm-hmm. in your life. And, Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, we're gonna move on and move yes. up. And you know, I can go on a downward spiral about how God can uplift you and change your life. Cause he okay. yep. For me, <laughs> but let's get into some topics. You got anything else you want to talk about before I get into some hot topics? She used to interrupt me y'all all the time. That's what I'm gonna do it on. She just let me go into my life. So it's, you know, it's cool. yeah. No, let's go ahead and get to these topics. Let's get Yay, into it. <laughs> so y'all, let's get it right on into it. Let me jump into some mess, y'all. Do y'all know Juicy Smollett? Oh <laughs> I know you know yes. Juicy Smollett. Y'all, if you haven't heard about Jesse Smollett, he is back in the news and in the headlines, y'all. Like, it's been what crazy. are you doing Okay, so, you know, back in 2019, late 2018, he basically got in some trouble about um his little uh rampage with some trump supporters basically he back in the day he said some trump supporters were actually attacking him and it was in the winter of chicago winter it could have been 2019 i kind of flew up on the dates but 2019 2018 19 time frame he was in a uh, filibuster of craziness basically in chicago in the winter he basically said he was attacked going from the train to his home and he was basically um attacked by um trump supporters a few trump supporters and they attacked him and they put a noose around his neck and he barely made it away and he ran home to his hotel and got a police officer his entourage at his hotel and helped him and they had police officers there to help him on the way well during the time of investigation in chicago did this whole investigation had hundreds of officers out doing investigations apparently 
hundreds of hours spent on time, money spent investigating this crime. Well, when they did the investigation of the crime, the crime so happened to say that Jesse Smollett was a part of the crime, which basically <laughs> saying that he actually planned this all oh. on his own for an additional fame. You yeah, know? He was already but pretty was, hot, wasn't he? He was already famous. He was already on the top show at the time. He was with Empire, which is the Taraji P. Henson, you know, Terrence Howard's in the show. He was the son of the show in the show, one of the top actors on the show. Mm-hmm. Lee Daniels was the producer of the show. Um, and at the time, he was one of the top stars on that yeah. show. Um, and so I don't know what he needed more fame for, what he needed to lie for. It, it, it didn't. Chicago said he lied about the story, made it all up, it was all fabricated. But during his fame and fortune, he had no reason to lie at the time. But no. during the investigation, it came out to show that it was all false. The people that attacked him was friends of his, people that he paid. Some <laughs> other mm. records came out that he, basically from Chicago Police Department um, that he was the perpetrator of this whole fraud. Well, <laughs> 2021 has come around, you know, COVID came around and kind of slowed things down with the court system. But 2021 come around and they're back up and headed and they called him to court and now he's testifying, you guys. I wanted to catch you up because it's going to get juicy. Okay, so now he's in court about mm-hmm. this thing that we thought was just going to be brushed under the rug because he paid them over $100,000 to say this is going to go away. Well, it didn't take him to go away because they brought him into court and say, hey, we still want some more money and some more of your time and we're going to actually press charges against you. Oh, so wow. now he's in court and today was the day he decided to testify, you guys. He testified? Why would he do that? He's Christian? on the stand to testify. Well, if you didn't know, the people that attacked him is now saying that it was two actors that were also on the show um, portraying as one of the lovers of his love interest. Well, on his testifying, he basically stated that Bolo, which is one of the actual um, African dancers that were on the show, that was also, a.k.a. his attacker, um, which is one of the support attackers that had the red hat on it. I don't know what was going on with that. But nonetheless, he testified on stand that the first night he met Bolo, they were smoking weed together and doing cocaine together. Oh. They also went to a club, and then after the club, they went to a bathhouse together, and they were doing some type of touching and feeling, and they didn't say sex actually happened during that trans... I don't know how to even describe it. There's a whole <laughs> debacle. They didn't say sex had happened with the twins. Now, it was two brothers that were part of this, and it's their twin African brothers that were actors on Empire. Now, he also paid them to be his trainer because Lee Daniels said he was fat. Now, Lee Daniels said he was fat, so Jesse Smollett decided to get some trainers, the trainers he decided to get. Also happened to be gay and also happened to be sex workers and also have to be guys that, you know, beat up guys for fake that pay them to beat people up. Well, nonetheless, the Justice Mom is on the stand, child, spilling all the things, and he told on the stand that Lee Daniels is the reason why he hired these two guys because Lee Daniels told me he was fat. Now, I'm going to give you my personal opinion. My personal opinion, I think Lee Daniels has something to do with all of this. Like, Justice Smollett wasn't doing cocaine before he got around Lee Daniels. Now, Lee Daniels is known as being a big coke addict back in the day has always done drugs has always been a debit down into the community of the gay culture meaning he will hire you and work you but you have to be giving him something mm. so i'm just gonna say that i'm not gonna leave that there um wow. that's just my opinion i don't know that man i'm a, as a matter of fact i'm gonna say allegedly 
you know, um, because I've heard some things in the street. I work in the community a lot, and mm-hmm. it's not always good. And so now, Jesse Smiley is now testifying that he's got cocaine, testifying that he smoked weed with these men, and they have been in bathhouses. If you don't know what bathhouses is in the gay scene, it's basically where gay men go into the backwoods after the club club. Like, where the street people go to the strip club, they probably have sex in the night-night room. Well, the gays go to a bathhouse where they go and have sex in these little private rooms where you can have, not a hotel, you just go in there and they have all the necessities you need to go have sex in the private of your own space. And normally celebrities and top wings are in there that are very rich. And then you have people that are, you know, in middle class or low class that go in there and find somebody of wealth and you can go in and have sex with them, give them the basis of their life and they take you on to live a better life in the bathhouse, <laughs> outside of the bathhouse. So if you don't know what that is, that's kind of what that kind of is. And if that kind of explains why Jesse Smiley was in there with someone that's of the lower class, he could bring them up and they probably thought they could, if they can give them a little this, he can give them a little that. And that's kind how Lee Daniels works too, if I can give you a little tea on that. But we're gonna move on past Jesse Smollett because that's a lot of mess, Trevor. I just pray him and the Smollett family because you know about 15 of them. Question though. So Mm -hmm. is he trying to like deny that he set everything up or is he trying to blame Lee Daniels for setting it up or what? Smollett claims that he had nothing to do with it. He claims that he literally was just going out on his day and on his way home he got attacked. When he got attacked, he assumed it was some white men that attacked him, and they had Trump hats on, and they put a noose around his neck, and he barely got away and got home. That's his statement. <laughs> that's what he's sticking with, and that's what he's going on with. He had a year to come they, up with this. <laughs> now, what's been going on that, this is my opinion also, is I, I, tr- I believe Jesse Smollett. I believe everything Juicy Smollett has to say. Only reason I believe that, because he wouldn't, I don't believe that he has no reason to tell people he was a crackhead, a coke addict. Like you, why, why would you do all of this to hurt your fame? You right. have no reason to hurt your fame. You're rich. You're the top person on the show. Mm-hmm. Your 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 show is a prime time person. You're the only gay person, literally black, that's on live TV living your dream at that time, at that moment, mm-hmm. living your live TV prime time dream. Have CDs stuff that gay people don't have on Fox News, yeah. <laughs> on Fox TV. You know what I mean? So. I just don't see just me and my opinion. I'm going to give you all of me. I don't believe he has no reason to lie. Now, I believe he do believe that he was just attacked by a person that had this stuff on him. And I think they probably put a, probably spray something in his face or whatever they did to him. I think they did exactly what he said they did. But I don't think he was the person that paid him. I think he was set up. This is just my honest opinion. I think he was just all a set up. That's just my yeah, thing. And I that's... think it was a set up. Now, I don't know why they set him up. I don't know why they chose justice. I don't know. I don't know what the backstory was. I don't know if it was sex mm. part of it. I don't know if the money was mm-hmm. it. I don't know. But I feel like it was a setup in it because that's... he he wouldn't. He just don't have a reason to like. Yeah, because you know, after he they everything. like wrote him out the show, it just wasn't good anymore. It, and it wasn't good anymore. It's almost like the Nini effect. Mm. It was like you. It, it, I call it a. I don't know what type of syndrome it is in the in the reality TV film community, but it's an effect when it comes to the black culture. Like they, it's a it's 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 a past the council culture. It's more of we're gonna destroy your whole everything that goes around not only just you but everybody around you too. Mm-hmm. Um it's like it's a big uh, um it kinda when Jesse Smollett um uh, Whatever happened with Justice Smollett, it destroyed the whole community of Empire. Not only the people that were like, where have you seen Taraji P. Henson? Where have you right. seen Karen Howard since that? 
Mm-hmm. You know, so it destroyed a community of people. You saw her Taraji on Annie. Luckily, she's going back to Broadway to her roots to get back on TV and the scenes. But mm-hmm. you never seen Taraji can do anything or Terrence Howard do anything since Empire. No. And like, cause it, it just got weird, like weird. Very weird. It just wasn't the storyline that makes sense. It just it's almost like a setup. It's like a syndrome. People that it almost to me, and I hate to go political. You know, I love this, but um, it almost seems to me that people that were kind of attacking the Trump campaign rodeo are in full attack. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anybody is watching that, but like the Chris Cromo and the brother, I'll talk about him next anyway, but their story is very tactful too, because they were the only Caucasian men that were on live TV every day attacking what Trump was doing every day, which is the two brothers, the Cromo brothers. And now they're out of a job. Now, a lot of things that was being said, the reasons why they're out of a job, the sexual misconduct and helping my brother and all this stuff, I get it. But it was also streaming just from them attacking Trump at the beginning. And now all of a sudden their lives are spiraling out of control. And the same thing when it came to um, Empire, their whole empire was structured on like not giving in to the whole white community and black people can be empowered and we're going to still show on TV even though Trump is doing the opposite. And a lot of the show commentary was against the whole white supremacy and black people can still be rich and famous and so wonderful. Then when it felt like he was being attacked by people that was Trump supporters. It spun very quickly to be, it was all against Jesse Smollett. And <clears throat> and then everything fell around it. Um, and then, it's all, and I hate to bring Nene into this because Nene didn't have anything to do with this, but just something small. If you remember when Nene started talking about how the racism was a part of it and how they were trying to diminish people that were like of color and that were older and vice versa, and then they swiftly blocked her from everything on TV. You don't see her. So it's kind of like if you do something to to say it was white people that were doing it and you kind of had some type of proof that it was white people doing it to you, mm-hmm. then it kind of swiftly makes it your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I'm seeing in the three stories I'm going to tell you about in the next few. But it's kind of, it's been very, um, very tactful how they're doing it because, again, it makes it, makes it very hard to believe the people that have been attacking Trump or attacking white supremacy um, as it, as you look at it. It's just my thoughts looking on the outside in because yeah. Jesse Smollett was attacking Trump solely, Chris and, and his brother and so on and so forth. But it's kind of weird. Um, mm-hmm. But Jesse Smollett, um, pray for the whole Smollett family. You know it's like 15 of them. You have yeah. um, like Jerry Smollett, which he's on. Jerry Smollett or Journey Smollett. Journey She's on like 15 movies. She was on Underground. If you remember yeah. Underground TV show, she was on that. that was she was also um, in a couple other movies. She's done a couple of Marvel movies. Um, she's been doing really, really good. So and then I know another said the Jazz and is it Joe or whatever? Jazz and somebody yeah, there on that Cleo TV. Joey. They got like a little design and cooking show. Yeah. Like yeah, he has together. a cooking show, and, and like he can cook for real, for real. I love it. Like, yeah, they yeah, family, like, and then whole family stem from like wealth. So I just don't see like. Yeah, because you know they had the, the TV you? show. I know, you know, I'm old. They grew up on TV. Yeah, yeah the, the small they grew up on TV, so. the TV show. Yes. <laughs> so I just don't see the purpose of them having to make uh, him having to make this up to destroy his class. I know y'all are like move on from this subject. I just it just really bothers me because I just don't see nobody from wealth 
and that level to have to lie when you're at that level of yeah. your history. You're making I history. I, I just it didn't make the whole thing just made no sense. It just makes, could make no sense. It was kind of mm-hmm. crazy. But anyway, moving forward, okay. y'all, let's go to Michigan. Let's go to Michigan. Michigan. Do y'all remember where that little high school little boy shot yeah. them students up? Girl, did yeah, you tell see me about how- this? I, I yeah, don't okay. even I didn't even really read on it. I, I heard so this about little boy it. basically <laughs> got his gun from his house and felt like it was time to do a shooting rampage at his high school. Mm-hmm. Well, he did exactly what he thought and he shot up the high school and they had a whole shutdown in the school at mm-hmm. Oxford High School, um and um in Michigan and he was basically charged um with involuntary manslaughter. Well, it got what? even worse because he got charged. No, excuse me. He got charged with murder for oh. the killing the kid, killing the people at the school. Excuse me. But what makes it crazy is the parents are now being charged with involuntary manslaughter because they have texts from the mom saying, "Don't do it," as if she knew he had the gun and knew she he was going to the school to do something bad and mm. just told him via text message not to do it. Then they also had video of the dad when he found out that the shooting was going on at the school that he ran home to see if his gun was still in his um, case, which meant he knew the gun was still there. When the little boy got home from before the shooting or while the shooting was happening or vice versa, um, the parents told him the only thing you did bad was getting caught. What? So they were totally involved in the shooting. So they they text that to the boy, or they told him, and it was all it was all like um, they all have it like literally on text message proof written that the parents actually did this. Oh my god! (laughs) So both of the parents not only they were on the run for the past week, they just got caught yesterday. Yeah, I was Um, trying to figure out how the parents. You would just be sitting there getting caught. Yeah, Yeah, so they just got caught. They just. were on the run and they were trying not to be caught and they it was the <laughs> whole thing and now they have their mugshot on national news because Just they are now in jail with their son and they all should be arrested yeah. and Rita what do you think about like parents now getting arrested for kids crimes when it comes to like um, do you think that should be you're a parent do you think that's something that should be fair I, I think it would be, depend on the situation because Sometimes we don't, as parents, as sad as, you know, the way life is now, you, it's, sometimes your kids talk to you, sometimes they don't. And, you know, we should be able to say, well, we know our kids and when they, they've changed or they're acting a certain way, we should be able to tell. But it's, it's not easy to know that your child is going to go to the school and shoot all these kids. So it's, I just say, like, in this situation with these kids, this boy's parents, they literally, you knew about this. You had some kind of inkling about it, and you didn't warn anybody. You let it. You kind of let it happen, and now you have several kids dead, which is sad. And yeah, and when instead of calling the police, or even after when your son came home, you still didn't contact the police or do anything. Like you said, the only thing he did wrong was getting caught. Like I know we love our kids, but if my child go to school and shoot up about six kids, I don't know if I can defend that. I, I, you know, it's harder as it, that's a parent's um, job. You know, I know it's hard, and we don't wouldn't want to turn our kids in, but your kid just went in on a little murder spree. Murder spree. You know, right is right. So, and 
Yeah, so and I, then for them to have yeah. like verbal and physical text messages. Yeah, that, so like, like yeah, that's what I say. It would depend. Like, I think that situation. actually helps slow down the murdering yeah. um, in schools because mm-hmm. when parents are now being arrested, that's how I feel about the police department. When you start, when police kill someone on the streets and they're rightfully wrong for, I mean, they're wrong for doing it, you know, mm-hmm. wrongfully like killing someone on the streets. I feel like when you start touching their pension, taking their money out of their pockets and paying those families, then those police officers, they would never, that would yeah. stop happening very swiftly. Mm-hmm. So when parents start going to jail for actually the kids shooting somebody at school, I bet it'll slow down. Their parents start locking their gun up. Because mm-hmm. there's no active law of me being, you know, I got something to say here, me being yeah. in the, to the political world. There's no active law in a lot of states. Um, mm-hmm. I think in no state, really, there's no active law about putting your your um, guns in a safety box or locking your gun up. Um, yeah. so and I think this, like, yeah. I know people in these gun laws I, I really hate that Texas now just gives you the right to just carry your gun everywhere anywhere you go you know mm-hmm. and ugh, I'm I'm just disgusted <laughs> it is it's so, it's so I, said, I honestly told my husband I, I really want to move out of the state I'm ready to leave Texas <laughs> I'm child, just because of that. I mean, well, the Porsche stuff. But just you know so what? Much. Abbott getting out. I don't. <laughs> we gonna get Abbott out. If we can yes. get Abbott out, I'll be fine. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But yeah, Ooh. with the gun, the 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 school shooting, I. It's just really hard to place the blame on the parent, but mm-hmm. it would just depend on when the investigation goes and what's what comes out, and if the parent knows more than what. They, you know, if you do more than leading up to that day of what your child was gonna be doing or capable of that day, and you said nothing, then yeah, I think you need to be locked yeah. up with your kid. And you fully, it's fully time for you to be arrested. Speaking mm-hmm. of shooting, y'all remember the Carol Rittenhouse that I talked about on I Got uh, Home and we talked about last week. Uh, well, you know, he's <laughs> free, you know, because that they didn't boy. charge him because he shot two people at a I got a Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. a rally. Um, anyway, he's been, you know, living his normal life and signed up to go to Arizona University, State University. <laughs> well, that didn't go well with the students. The students literally protest and gave their name <laughs> and withdrew from classes and said they wanted him to withdraw from the school. Um, and with the student outrage, he temporarily withdrew from the school, and he could no longer attend Arizona State University. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they basically saying, "No, we don't want a murderer on our campus." They yeah, he just a, a no murder. You went and just literally killed two people with two no people. no remorse. That fake crime you did no, in court no. is what your lawyer told you to do to get sympathy. And yeah, was they even it. crying? <laughs> And I'm like, that's crazy. They said we did not want a no murder on no. campus. You can just come around and kill yeah. us and get away with it. No, exactly. man, no, sir. Yep, I get yeah, it. I agree. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. And I hope they yeah, don't let them re enroll next semester. Man, these people are crazy. So, you know, I was talking about Jesse Smaller earlier, and I brought up Chris Cromo. Well, I want to bring up him again and give you a little detail on him. Now, mm-hmm. you've never heard of Chris Cromo. He's on CNN. Are you familiar with him, Reese? No. So Chris Cuomo is a CNN commentator. He has his own show called Prime Time. They come on like at nine o'clock 
um, Central Standard Time, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern. It's no longer there while I'm giving you the times and standards. But nonetheless, um, his show was actually terminated and he was also fired from the show and, and definitely suspended from CNN um, because originally he was um, caught um, helping his brother with his investigation. Now, his brother um, is the governor or was the governor of New York State um, and he actually was removed from his position based off of, uh, asked to resign from his position based off of sexual misconduct. Now, the Cuomo family, if you never heard of them, they're very rich, um, been rich a long time, have um, long yeah. grandfather slavery wealth. Now, um, I knew the, the, the governor of New York, brother. To be honest, they have slavery wealth and wealth for days. Nonetheless, their family has um, done a lot um for a lot of communities, um, but very outspoken, especially when it comes to political realness, right? Mm -hmm. um, but nonetheless, they are both um, big in the community, in the political community. Uh, Chris Cromo, which is a political analyst, but he also was a lawyer and has lawyer credentials, um, have done lawyer education, so he knows the legal system. His brother was in a sexual misconduct case, and he did some legal research to help his brother, but utilized his... Um, his CNN credentials and also his commentating um, networking skills to get what he needed on the the um, sexual allegations against his brother and the actual um, the I, I guess you can't say the people that were actually um, filing the charges against his, his brother. He actually did some research on them to see if they were telling the truth, who they were, and how they can use what they can utilize to. Um, to damage those women that actually came forward. Well, nonetheless, CNN decided to fire him because they felt that was misconduct um, on his behalf. Now, he didn't do anything wrong illegally. Uh, legally. So, legally, the, the courts can't do anything because he legally didn't do anything wrong. He just told his brother true things about the people that were saying things about, them, about him. Mm -hmm. So, um, But because he used his credentials, they basically fired him for that. Um, they also have now, women are now coming out saying he was Sexually mis, um, sexually did some sexual misconduct against them at CNN too. Now, mm. nobody has came forward and said it out loud. I was the person that did this, or he was the person that did this, or vice versa. Um, but they say now women are stepping forward, so he got he lost his job. Mm. Um, as I was saying earlier, you know, these were the two brothers that were speaking out against Trump. Now, the brother yeah. that was the mayor, he was very popular in New York for that. I, that he was, was on TV more than Trump. Wasn't <laughs> he was actually like... Because <laughs> I remember that, especially like when COVID was going down, a lot of different things, yeah. he was the one that was like, no. <laughs> no I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. Trump, Trump yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I know the that New York, brother. The, the, that brother. I don't know the CNN. Yeah. Brother. Yeah, so they both are brothers, and the CNN brother um, was—he's very popular for the same. When Trump was lying, he would always call Trump out on his lies on CNN. So you know, I feel like um, trying to set him you up. Know, kind of setup type thing, but I, I just might, just my opinion, allegedly, I feel like it's a Trump setup because Trump is known for utilizing women for misconduct mm -hmm. and sexual allegations. He used it to his favor. He know how to utilize it to make him famous and make him wealthy and make people vote for him to become president when he grabbed you by the pussy. So, <laughs> nonetheless, um, <laughs> um, so that's basically what happened with them. I just have to keep loop because I think the stuff is crazy that people that have been around for a long time speaking like real truth are losing 
their positions in a lot of craziness. Um, but let's make it a little brighter. Let's brighten it up a little bit. Talk about positivity because, you know, we're going to go into our wind-down moment. We're going to also go into our self-love. So I want to give out a little love to someone out here in one of my hot topic moments. And this love is going to be for Megan the Stallion. Yeah, the, the Stallion. Okay. So if you didn't know, I did. you didn't hear, you might have didn't hear. I know Rita didn't hear. Rita, have you heard any news about Megan the Stallion lately? See, I ain't a big Megan fan, so probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, y'all say her. Who's your favorite rapper right now? Who's your favorite girl rapper? Rapper? Right favorite girl rapper? I mean, they but a few of them. Right. Like a lot of, like you know, I'm still like... Nikki, I'm going to say Nikki. Besides okay, a bunch of old school rappers that I love, like, you know, the old, the old school ladies, but, like, oh, that's out right cool. now. Right uh, now. I mean, so Cardi B, I like them, but I'm like they all. (laughs) Okay, okay, let me just like I don't hate on no female rapper. They all do that thing. Um, you know when I'm yeah, you know and it's and whoever the the city like to me the city girl them they cannot rap period at all. Like I can't stand hearing none of their stuff, so I don't even listen to them. Um, but I, I will say like, you know, Megan, yeah, she can rap. She does her thing. I'm just not like a big I Megan. You know, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I hate it. You know, I listen well, to a script. Right y'all day, the little mm-hmm. black magic, black mm-hmm. girl magic. You, if you didn't know, she's from Texas, from Houston. Yeah. She has our Texas roots. Well, nonetheless, I don't have no Texas roots. I'm not even from Texas, y'all. So I'm just giving y'all the tea for y'all Texas. Nonetheless, um, she just graduated from school what? from HBCU, which is Prairie View A and M University. If I'm not mistaken, mm. no, no, I'm lying. That's a lie. <laughs> she's she's at like TSU, maybe. She's somewhere in, in Houston. Nonetheless, y'all, she graduated from HBCU. But this is not the news. The news is she her dream was to graduate before she became a rapper, before she became famous. Her dream was to graduate from HBCU and open up her a living center. And she wanted to, like, run a living center in her own living space, living center. Well, she graduated and she purchased her own living center, you guys. What is it? That's the good news. A what is a living center? It's basically like... A basic living center is like a nursing home or a oh. place where people of mental disabilities or elderly um, or people that are old age that need a place to live, they will actually have a living center they will live in for people that have mental disabilities yeah. or development issues. Well, nonetheless, she did it. She cr- finally opened the, the, the living center, but the blessing is she's only going to be hiring people from HBCUs that are HBCU graduates. So she's going to be um, utilizing HBCU graduate students to fulfill her hiring. Um, so it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna be applying and I'll be applying. Yeah. Um, I wanna I wanna lead um ownership of the building position, one of those type top positions, C O O or something, you know. It, you know exactly. <laughs> Whatever you decide, girl, it's okay. Um but yeah, I just wanted to say I'm proud of some black girl magic. Yeah, I like that's girl good. Girl. Yeah, give her props on Give her props. You know, she graduated yeah. her thing while she's out here in these streets rapping about how big her booty is. Yeah. And how, um, how <laughs> I she, like to see uh, positivity going on besides you, all the Birkins you can own, and uh, I can care less about mm, that. Girl, <laughs> I see another long girl. I see another man get any longer. Yeah. Child, I, like, I don't care what color your hair gonna be today. There's no way yeah. you're wiping yourself. She went to TSU, maybe. I think it was TSU. 
But I, it's good. I, that's positive. I like to hear things like that. And kudos yeah, to her on that one. So, Because everything was already predictable. Mm-hmm. And it just really like don't have no real like the substance. Like, okay, you you want to do hair care behind your mom that passed. And then you come home, come home to uh, your dad that didn't you want to. Somebody's family. Yeah. And, and it's just like. And it's not enough so like crazy. real drama. <laughs> yeah. That keep you want to. Because like I watch it, but I don't watch it like in one day. You know, like, gotta be every week I gotta see the episode. I'll watch two episodes at a time or something. You know, because I like to support the, the show. See, but... really gonna give you your honest opinion. Honest opinion. Yeah. I love it. That's, that's why they're gonna let us born. And I like yeah. the Yaya because she was on Chicago Med. <laughs> yes, yes. But... So you did tell me about it. So mm-hmm. I just wanna see how you think it's gonna last season and me and Rita thinking the same. It's kind of boring. I didn't think it was boring, but I could definitely say that it's not entertaining enough. So I agree. Yeah. Let's talk about what's trending right now at this moment. Like I'm literally looking at this trend right now on Twitter. Have y'all seen the Nick Cannon show? No. Rita, have you watched Nick Cannon show since she's been laid up in, at home at house? Which one? Wild now or what? <laughs> <laughs> the TV, daytime TV show. No. If you haven't heard, it's trending right now. You really? need to start watching the Nick Cannon show. The reason why you need to start watching the Nick Cannon show is because they put him in suits that let you know why he has seven kids. And I'm just going to leave it there. So we might have kids listening to this. And I just want to let you know, if you're not a kid and you're an adult, you're going to watch the Nick Cannon show and you're going to understand why he has seven kids to date. No, ain't no kids listen to this. So, uh, <laughs> ain't no kids listen to this. Explain. So I need to watch.
So that was one of the shows I was going to talk about how the ratings weren't doing so well this week. And that was literally in my hot topic statement about how the ratings weren't doing well in the Cannon show. I hope they don't cancel in the first season. And what's so funny, you guys, it's a transparency moment. I write down all my hot topics throughout the week. And so me and Sharita share these hot topics and what I want to talk about with you guys, right? And I literally was going to talk about all the shows that canceled. So I didn't even write them down. I was like, I already know shows going to be canceled because I hate them already. I don't watch them that often. <laughs> and I haven't heard about them, right? As soon as I go to look up Nick Cannon's show about it being canceled, it's literally trending on social media right now. So me mm-hmm. talking about it being canceled might change everything because it might be like on the Wendy Williams spot at 10. Wow. They just based off his suit being tailored to the teeth. So I'm sure they're going to have his suits even tighter <laughs> next week than they were this week because he's trending on all social media platforms. Oh, like I'm still clearing my throat. I almost want to go on break to, <clears throat> to clear my throat. No, I'm just kidding. Like, I really did. <laughs> it was just hilarious to me. Like, this made me choke. Um, but nonetheless, let did me go to you... the next show. Cause girl, oh, okay. Rita, did you see the? Did you see it? Let me see. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to give Rita some time to see that because that's hilarious, hilarious. But yeah, y'all, you should check oh, it. Oh, Angie, it comes on at 11 a.m. Um, it comes on 11 a.m. And he tried to use his jacket. Like you watch the video, guys. He tried yeah. to use his jacket to cover it, but his jacket not long enough to go with it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. This is crazy. Y'all, you should watch Nick Cannon's show. Oh my, let's help this brother get lifted and make sure that he stays on TV every day so we can get those tailored suits every oh day. Amen. We want to get a young, we, we need a young Steve Harvey. I was going to say, he's going to take Steve Harvey's spot with these suits. Like the old generation have a Steve Harvey and y'all even looking at that little big old mustache that he got and them, them colorful suits. We need a Nick Cannon in our generation so we can grow up with this and be like, girl, i watching a Nick Cannon show this morning. I don't know what you're doing, but we watching a Nick Cannon show this morning. We need this in 2022. Oh so we all have to watch Nick Cannon that comes on the him. And if you don't do it for nobody else, do it for me. Amen. Them suits. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what oh other God, show you hilarious. get? So, Anyway, our next show that I want to tell you guys about that's going to be leaving us and we probably won't see it anymore is Blackish. It's on its final season. Oh. I know we haven't talked about it, but it's some legendary people on Black. You have like Jennifer Lewis. You had a good run, though. You so. have Lauren Fishburne. You have, uh, uh, oh my God, your what's heart, her name? Um, Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes, it's just some great great actors and actors that are legends on that show mm-hmm. that are becoming even more legendary because they're the younger kids are starting their own production companies and have their own shows mm-hmm. and just some great black actors and actresses that have done some legendary things um rita have you ever watched the episode of blackness mm-hmm. you know, yeah i watched a lot of it yeah oh, i like the show but like i said they had a real good run the kids start out as small and they all grown they now they you all know, grow. so they have made it that wouldn't be okay lifetime. yeah they have plenty of seasons so i think if you know if they end it it's cool and maybe just to free up Tracy so she can go do a reboot of the Girlfriends. Because <laughs> we definitely need her to do a reboot of Girlfriends. I want the Girlfriends to come back. <laughs> yes. They canceled it right on time. Because they just did their reunion of their 10 years. So we ready for y'all coming back on your 11th year. Yeah. But it's like it'll be your 12th year. And you come uh-huh. on right back. And y'all can be our Girlfriends right on the end. And you can come on be on the top of yeah. uh, whatever they do with Sex in the City. Um, mm-hmm. Just like that. 
And so our final show I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to give the mic over to uh, Riri. Um, I want to talk about our last season of and final season of Insecure. Have y'all been keeping up? Have y'all been keeping oh, up with Insecure? I, have you been watching it? No. I haven't. I keep saying I'm going to start it, but you know what? And, now that I got time, uh, well, not that I got time, but when I get time, I'm gonna, that song, let me write this down. Insecure. <laughs> Because I literally was like, what should I watch? What do I need to be watching? I was saying that over the weekend, and I watched that Kevin Hart show that, oh, that's on true. Netflix. I want to talk about True Story because it's so good. You like and it? I also want to talk, talk about so many other shows. There's so many so good, good shows I want to watch. I've been that, watching them. They're so good. Yeah, At first, I didn't think it was going to be that good. But you know, I like Wesley Snipes. Um, yes, and I love, yeah. and I love Kevin Hart acting. I hate his comedy. I hate his comedy shows, but I love his acting comedy because he his his comic relief and his mm-hmm. acting um come his fall right in place. It reminds me of Eddie Murphy when Eddie Murphy was young. Mm-hmm. Now, if I can get Kevin Hart to do different characters, then me and Kevin Hart are gonna be friends. <laughs> <laughs> he he did pretty good in this one. I was like, okay, Kevin. He did, yeah, he giving yeah. us been out about a week. Yeah. 
honey, I think I can do this. Yeah. So if you haven't watched True Stories on Netflix, you can catch it's a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart is a limited series called True Story with Kevin Smith. Y'all should catch yeah. it. I'm trying. I was trying not to spoil it for y'all, but I really wanted Amazing. to say what happened. <laughs> yeah, she she did a spoiler. She did a good job. I just give you a scenario. I'm like literally your hot topic guru. I can pick out anything mm-hmm. that's going on in celebrity news popularity reality tv i'm all in it um but yeah so i love you guys thank god for listening to my hot topic segment and, and thank Reed for actually watching a show which is you know, a true story i'm appreciative of it i'm appreciative of it yeah um, i had time I think, you know <laughs> <laughs> i love her for it you, you know because y'all know y'all been with us for a couple of months and y'all know Reed be all up in the know of her she knows what's going on her and her family and she don't know what's going on her the reality like i'd be all alone so i'm so proud of her all right let's take a break and when we come back we'll get into some conversations be back in a minute all right we all know we need insurance, whether it's auto, home, renters, life, or health. So give Drifters Insurance Group a call today at 972-598-0590 or visit their website at www.driftersinsurancegroup.com and let them help you find the best insurance rates that fits your needs. All right, and we're back. We're back. And we're back, boo. So, girl, you know I love a little wind down moment. Yes. You ready for these questions? Girl, that- I'm nervous every time because you know that gets a lot. It's a little transparency moment. She gives me a lot every time. I get nervous every <laughs> they- time we do the wind down moment. Right. I don't feel like I wind down. It makes me y'all turn me up. Wind up, especially the what we had the last hey, uh, episode. Right <laughs> let me get my drink right. Yeah, you think I'm playing? You gonna hear glasses? Drink, drink just for a second, but I'm gonna give me a look. A little sweet, because y'all really be having me on my... Look, I'm on payments. I got to drink water <laughs> during this wind down. <laughs> yeah, you on But luckily, I, these aren't crazy. So that's so don't be nervous. But they about relationships. So, you know, you have to... Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay, so... I can do that. So the first question is basically from a conversationalist. Um, okay. She's been in a relationship for about four or five years. I'm assuming it's her boyfriend, because she didn't say husband. And they're having problems with communication and not communicating with each other very well. So she wants some advice on how some tips or what she can do to improve their communication. And she was asking because, you know, I've been my husband been together for so long. So she was asking, you know, how our communication is with each other to, you know, to give her pointers. And my advice to that is first tip is we've been together. Yes. For 20 years. And we okay, ain't there yet. Yes. And we're not there yet. We're not on the hundred percent board of we got the communication down pat because we have our moments, a lot of moments mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's not mm-hmm. you know normal. Right. Because you know, it's it's really stemmed on how they're raised. So like my husband's family, love them to death, love my in laws, but they're not a big family of communicators. Like they don't really talk about problems, they don't talk about anything. So um it's you know, it's really weird <laughs> when you go there and I have my family, we're a little dysfunctional. But we talk about our problems. We be crying. We get it all out. We do what we got to do. So, and when you go to their house, everything is like swept under the rug. And, you know, it's it's just like, y'all don't discuss nothing. 
And so when I, when my husband, when he goes through things or he's having things that bother him, even if he's, he's mad at me and he, you know, he can't really call nobody to, to get it out because he's, he has friends, but I guess because how he grew up, he's like guarded with that. So it's like, he don't just call people to vent about like, if he, me and him are into it and he needs some advice about what to do, he doesn't do that. He just holds, holds it in, keeps it to himself. And then whenever I try to pull it out of him to talk, then he'll, you know, like it'll come out. And I think where our communications is, he has to learn how to talk to me. (laughs) So that's one of the biggest issues we battle. Like he says I'm sensitive and like, okay, so you, you a guy. So look, I'm up here talking to you. I'm supposed to be giving her advice. Okay. <laughs> but listen, so men, I know they communicate very much different than women because we're more emotional than they are. So sometimes when they say things to us, they don't really mean it the way they're saying it. It's just sometimes they don't have um, the word, like they don't know how to process, like, you know, process it and say what yeah. they're really feeling and for it to come and out the correct the, way. The right words yes. to announce what they mean. Exactly. And then when they comes to us, we're like, what? You say, is that, you know, are you really saying that yeah. to me? You know, and we take right. it and it hurts our feelings. Yeah. Exactly. So, and then, so I was like, you know what? Okay. I got to step back and figure this out with him because I don't want him to get in this mode where he feel he can't come talk to me about anything. Like, because like you said, um, I'll be too sensitive. Cause see, this is what me and him do. We'll have that drag out. He'll say some stuff. I'll say some stuff. And then, you know, it makes me step back and process like, well, I don't want my husband to be that way. Like he can't come talk to me when he has a problem with me because I like to throw stuff on the table, get it out the way. And then we can move on. And for him, if for him to feel safe to come talk to me the way he, you know, he know he can't express himself as well. So it's like, I, okay, I have to in turn figure out how can I not just blow up on him every time when he says the wrong words. So now I'm like at a point where when he comes to me, he says something and it might like hurt my feelings for the moment. But then I have to be like, okay, look, you said this to me. This is what I'm taking away from it. Is this what you meant? And so when he's like, well, no, I didn't mean that really. And then he'll it like it helps him explain himself even further so it can clear up the misunderstanding that he really couldn't get out to me. And I right. won't take it the wrong way every time. And then we just keep, you know, what I'm saying, because I, I know a lot of men have problems with communicating what they really feeling because they're not like, yes. you know, they don't they're not good at with their emotions. And we're so emotional, we take everything to heart, <laughs> and it hurts our feelings, right. and this. That. So it's like, lady, you know, I would say I'm not sure how what they what their arguments are about. She didn't go in detail, but I, you know, for us as women, sometimes when our men are coming to try to talk to us, we have to kind of step back. Don't just jump from the first words because it just sounded like he hurt my feelings or he said something crazy to me. Try to understand where he's actually coming from. Like, he may be wrong. His point may be incorrect because <laughs> a lot of times my husband is. But just try to understand what he's saying so that way you can in turn and, okay, this is how I read what you said. Is this what you meant? And he'll come back with his response and you're like, okay, that ain't what I meant either when I said it. So it gives you a chance to really explain what you meant without fussing back at him. And then because when a woman fusses, men shut down. They don't listen. They don't hear nothing because, you know, I had to learn that the hard way. I can tell him all kind of stuff when I fuss at him, he shuts down. He doesn't want to hear it. 
So if you're doing a lot of fussing to, to your man, I guarantee you he's not listening to you. So that's probably why you're going to repeat, have the same problem over and over and over because he's yes, not really. Because yes, you're going to look at it like mm-hmm. nagging instead yes. of you're actually like having a conversation. Mm-hmm. So, because my husband did me that a lot. <laughs> so it's like, it's you know, I, 20 years I had to learn. So um, I feel like we're at a point now, we still have a lot of uh communication to to go through but that's just the way I'm able to do it. I have to work on myself. Like I don't want to just jump off of everything he tells me because like he says I it was a few years ago when he told me like this really broke my heart. He told me he couldn't talk to me. And you know those are words a wife does not want to hear her husband say to to them like I can't talk to you. Right. Like that's why I don't say nothing because everything I got to say to you got to be correct. It got to be this, it got to be that and then so I'm like I don't want him to feel like that. But in my mind, I'm like, but he do need to talk to me <laughs> correctly. He knew to say the, he need to say the right thing. But then in my mind, I got to think he wasn't raised like that. It's my job to mold him and to help him to learn how to communicate the way I need him to. And not just assume he's going to be able to do it just because. I'm like, you're a grown man. You should know how right. to talk and say your words. Because I would say stuff like that to him. You, you such and such year old, you should know how to talk, this, that, and the other. But it's not like this. When you weren't raised that way, yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense. But yeah. now that you say that out loud and me just taking it all in, it just mm-hmm. it does make sense. Because even in the, I would say in our community as a culture, mm-hmm. communication is always lacking in our community. Yeah. community. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to college for communication, not to learn how to speak, but just how to communicate with each other mm-hmm. um, and how to have dialogue. I guess that's, I guess that's why I, I love to do this and podcast and just communicate with people. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys complain a lot that I'm talking to you instead of talking with you. Yeah. And I'm trying to get better at talking with you and having that conversation with us as a, as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but it's because of that lack of communication in our culture. You know, you don't, you don't have opportunities, especially even if you have a father in your life, or if you don't, mm-hmm. sometimes fathers having them or if you did, didn't have them, you, you, you lose that lack of communication because you don't know how to talk to each other sometimes. Right. Um, because when it comes to a father, sometimes he's just, when it when it's a father and female relationship, I always saw where it was like, I can love you and talk to you, but I couldn't have that conversation that mm-hmm. I really need to have with you. Um, and it's the same thing with me. It's like, I can love you, I can talk to you, and I can give you that tough love, but I can't just give, it, it was just the lack of that communication. I just mm-hmm. can't have that conversation with you and i i don't understand why i can't have that conversation with you and i don't understand why it it it, um it didn't happen the way it should have happened or why it wasn't said the way it should have been said but it was missing um so that was one thing that i i noticed a lot yeah um in the community Mm -hmm. and i really think i also really think too that in our community that um if we if we did it more, a lot of things, because, you know, we don't want to talk about anything. I think the sexual things or mm-hmm. making love or no. knowing what love is and when you found it, knowing right. what a relationship, I think all that stuff was missing in mm-hmm. our culture, which is now, I, I love that our new Generation Z, Generation X, Y, Z are breaking that, breaking that cycle. Yeah. Um, That's because true. we're now going to therapy, we're talking to each other, we're having mm-hmm. podcasts, we're communicating a lot, um, all dialogues. Uh, even mm-hmm. in news to politics, it's just it's a variety of things that we're just talking. Yeah, and I love it. And that that's the key is it. talking. That's and the key. 
Right, because you know, in in a relationship, like the communication, like they say, is key, and it's great to just be able to talk to your spouse about everything, even like you can talk about your sex life together. You could talk, yeah, and so, like I said, with him growing up, like even when we go to my in laws, like that he'll talk to his dad, but it's always just about like surface level things, like the games, what's going on in in, in town, who who got shot this week, who's sick, you know, it's just surface level conversations. But they never had those deep conversations, and so I, you know, that's what made me like okay when he came to me and was like. I can't talk to you. And like I said, that, that literally like broke my heart. Like I just bust out into tears when he said that to me. He looked at me like, why I'm crying? <laughs> and I'm like, because that's really hurtful for me to know. I'm like supposed to be your number one person. Like I'm supposed to be your best friend. I'm supposed to be that person that you can should feel safe and comfortable to say anything to me. And I shouldn't make you feel a type of way when you come and express yourself. So I have to make, I had to make that, that, myself available for him in that way not to just shut him down the moment he said something incorrect to me it is like i had to learn okay sharita don't pop off just understand talk then you know like i said i always watch um married at first sight (laughs) those uh, therapists don't give like the best advice so i was like i had to learn like if he's talking to me and i already have my comeback in my head I didn't just listen to nothing he said and vice versa with him. If he already know what he about to say to me when I just got through saying, he really didn't listen to me either. So, yeah, so you have to really listen to that person to try to understand what they're really saying. Because when we just hear one or two words that don't sound correct, we ready to, to, to go, to go off. And I know I used to be like that, especially with him until he opened my eyes up that day when he just was like, he ain't want to talk to me no more. <laughs> He said he just like it's no point, and he was like, "I'm just you know not gonna say nothing. I'm just gonna agree with whatever you say." Like you know, it made it, like it took his voice away. Like everything I had to say had to be right, and I just like that. Am I that type of wife? <laughs> Am I making you feel like my point is the only point, and not you know you able to get your point across? So. You know, we still had things we had to work on and communication. I don't think it's ever going to be a hundred percent with any couple, but it's just, you have to learn your partner. That's the main thing. Listen and learn, understand your partner. So that's the best advice I can give you is just don't, don't pop off at the first words he say, try to really understand what he's saying and get him to understand your point, but not in a yelling match. Because when you, when voices is raised, I guarantee you, you both are checking out and you're not trying to hear either one. Checking out. Mm-hmm. So you have to really listen and understand. And my, my advice is really exactly the same. And I think um, you really have to, like she's giving you, just dive into where your man comes from when it mm-hmm. comes to communication. Yep. Um, if you know the parents, if you ever met the parents, have a conversation with the, the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, see how the communication was with the household so you can understand that. And if yep. they're not around, ask them that question. Like, they how do you talk to your parents? Like, what was, how was the conversation when it, you know, those questions are very mm-hmm. important because that's how your child is going to be raised. 
Yeah. You have to think about if your kid, if your husband can't communicate with you or your spouse can't communicate, how are you thinking your kids are going to communicate with you? Mm-hmm. They're not. Because they don't see yeah. the communication in the household. It's, it's a stand mm-hmm. in the tree. You're building, you're building roots. You're building this whole branch of trees. And I know a lot of people say when you're parents, you don't really know how to parent. But one thing you know how to do is build a tree. Because that's mm-hmm. all your life. That's all you've been doing is building yourself up or trying to build so something for yourself and your foundation. And so you want to give those roots to your kid. And so if you're not able to do it for yourself, you, you, your kid is not getting it. And, and so that is so true. Because that, that like that's how our household was. Like my kids and me have an excellent, you know, communication. Like my son, my oldest son, you know, he come, we talk to each other about all type of stuff. And then so of course when we talk, and then I'll tell him bits and things. I was like, oh, Anthony said this, that, and the other today, and he'd just be looking at me like, well, he didn't tell me about it, and I'd just be like. Well, right. you know, you don't really talk to your kids. You surface level conversations, and that, like I tell him, that's how you were raised, and so that's what you you're you're doing what you were raised, how you were raised with your own kids. You're not having those deep conversations with them. I do, like that's how I know all about their little lives and what the, what's going on with them. And I'm like I'm giving you the tea about <laughs> what your kids are doing, and then when I'm like out out on like my girl trips or if I'm out of town, I'm like. Like when I go to Miami or I go anywhere, the kids are calling me and their dad is downstairs. And I'm and I have to tell them, I say, Well, mom's not home right now. She's won't be home for a few days. Where's your daddy? Uh, he's downstairs watching TV, I guess. Well, do you think you can go down there and ask him this question? <laughs> because he's the parent that's home with you right now. So it's like I had to get him to see all of this. Like, you know, you 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 can break the cycle. Like, I get that's how you was raised, but do you want that for you and your boys? Do you want that same relationship with you and your boys? And, you know, so um, communication is definitely key in any type of relationship. And you just have to learn how to listen and understand. That's it. That's it. Listen, understand, and understand your spouse mm-hmm. and your person. Yes. That person you're going to spend your life with. Try to understand that person. Yep. My advice is saying, like, even with, you know, like, my new boo, like, we haven't gotten to no arguments yet. We still in the lovey dovey part. So, mm-hmm. but I already know he has a smart mouth, and I'm a Gemini with <laughs> a smart mouth. So, I already know how this thing is going to work. But I don't argue no more. I like to fight. Mm-hmm. So, you better give me those hands. I probably give no hands. He's like six, six. So, you know, I'm not going to get him no hands. And just, just, yeah, I have to shoot him. You know? So, I have to lay him out. But I make sure the answer is right first. So, no. Don't probably listen and understand what you're trying to say to you. (laughs) No. um, No, I'm trying to fall in love with somebody, not trying to hurt them. Yeah. But no, um, I'm not a really argue person. So, you know, for me, I love to communicate. That was my major. I went to school because of communication because I had a lacking in my household. Um, If you didn't know, I had a lot of rape and abuse type thing growing up. So, um, communication was something that I needed to do as a kid, and I didn't do it. So growing up, I knew I needed to learn how to communicate, and not only on surface level, but in professional level, and also just in show level, and in just all life level, you just need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. this was the perfect, that's the perfect one for that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I loved that question. Y'all, yeah, so tell like, you this one went bad for you to be nervous. This one, y'all, conversational is, <laughs> y'all made me feel good, tingly in the inside. Now, here's a, a crazy one. <laughs> oh, see y'all. See, so, I was what, drinking my drink because y'all did good. Well, this one it is just basically, it, just ask me a straight out question. 
am I jealous in my uh, in my relationship? Like, am I the jealous type? Mm. And truthfully, I'm not that's, the jealous type. But but oh yeah, wait, there's a but. <laughs> but listen, so it might make me a tad bit jealous. So I know a lot of people be like, well, um, you shouldn't be jealous of like if your guy's doing this and that, like talking to this female, talking to that, blah blah blah, because you should be insecure with yourself. And if you are jealous, and I mean you just dealing with some insecurities. No, that's not what it is. These new <laughs> these new women are on a total different level. <laughs> so, I'm going to say I'm not like the jealous type. I don't really like if he want to go out the house to go out with the boys, he want to go. You want to go on a guy's trip, go. Like I don't care about all that stuff, right? You want to go hang with your boys, I don't care about none of that. What gets me is <laughs> I have I don't trust a lot of women. And I know the whole saying, like, well, if, you know, you should look at your guy if, you know, he ends up cheating with a friend or whatever, you know, goes. But, like, I tell my husband all the time, because we have that conversation about, like, having female friends and having male friends and things like that. Right. And he was like, well, you got uh, all kind of male friends and um, you got gay male friends, you got male friends. Uh, He said, I'm going to go get me a stud friend. (laughs) <laughs> I live. They always try to compare me, but you can't. They always try to compare me to gay. Like, but you gotta go. Go get you a stud, boo boo. I said, wait. I said, wait. I said, you gonna get the stud kind of look like a man, though. I said, don't come my house with no uh this uh because you said she a lesbian coming to me with no old thick fine pretty woman to my house talking about that's your new friend and but she a lesbian so I should be okay with it and cause he asked me that question all the time like do I really think um men and women could be friends and I said that's a deep question like I really can't say yes and I really can't say no I don't because so many times you do see that those close best friend types end up together in the long run <laughs> So I told him, I said, I don't know how I really feel about that. I don't know, Al. <laughs> uh, I think, like, for me, shoot, like, <laughs> oh, man. I've always been, I've always been um, friends. I have a lot of friends on both sides. I have a lot mm-hmm. of straight friends, and I have a lot of, a lot of gay friends, and mm-hmm. I have a lot of female and male friends. Mm-hmm. And I say, honestly, like, it can work. But that's where the jealousy comes into to the play yeah. when it comes into relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say I am the jealous type. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say like I'm jealous to the point where um, I don't care where you go out. I don't yeah. care about that stuff. That stuff is mine. Mm-hmm. Go live your life, live your dreams, have uh, have a separation mm-hmm. of life. So I'm not that type of jealous person. Yeah. Um, I'm the type yeah. Like, if you cause me to have trust issues, yes. then I become, yes. then that's when I become the jealous type. But other than that, like, live your dreams, boo. Like, mm-hmm. I have no problems you having the same-sex friends, vice mm-hmm. versa, same-sex friends, all the opposite-sex friends. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me. But, like, I live in the LGBTQ plus community. So, for me, you having the same-sex friends is always going to be nothing. It's because you're, we all live in our community and we're all, you know, <laughs> um, for us. So, it's a little bit different. But, yeah. um, so, like... Being jealous in our community, it would be a little bit 
of you doing just having not having trust because the jealousy is really more of a trust issue instead of the jealousy it's just like I lose the trust factor when you're around this person Mm-hmm. That's what makes me jealous. You know what I mean? Not when you're around a group, when you're going out with your boys and hanging out with your friends. I'm not jealous of that, of course, because you're with your boys and your friends. I'm jealous of the girl that's going to come around your boys and your friends. It's going to be tempting. That's the jealous and trust issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's going to tempt you to do something that you're supposed to be doing when you're with those particular friends is the issue. Mm-hmm. So I say um, trust can be a factor. Yes, it's hard. But that's also where it comes to building a relationship and building the honesty and building that trust factor and going to therapy. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a mm-hmm. therapy person. Mm-hmm. I love it. I can't wait to introduce it, introduce it with my person. Um, yeah. um, he already does therapy and I do too, but doing it together on its own totem pole is something that I'm very big advocate of. Mm-hmm. Um, I think going back to our communication question, communication is a key yeah, factor because yeah. Shoot, when you yeah. when you are jealous of a when you jealous of a person, I say shoot, go for the jealousy. Like tell that person you're jealous, and that person like because my thing is what's so good about jealousy is it's a great thing. It's a great thing to be jealous. Like to an extent, it's a great thing to be jealous as long as your person is not making you jealous on taxes of them doing something disrespectful to your relationship. Yeah. I, that's the difference me being yeah. jealous is, is attractive me being jealous that Sharita is talking to another man is attractive that means my, that means your husband cares yeah. or vice versa you know that's attractive yeah. but when it, 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 it becomes unattractive when you're doing something disrespecting my relationship mm-hmm. don't disrespect the relationship now me being jealous that you out with your friends and that girl being all in your face and her being on you but you not really on her and, you not, and I know you're going to come home to me it's a difference Right, but if you on her, you in her bed, and I find out later. Now, baby, I'm gonna have to and that, sorry, tell your kids bye. <laughs> tell your kids we'll see, you'll see them later on the other side. <laughs> you know, like that's a difference because you're disrespecting them. Next year, so yeah. I'm always about I, to yeah, it's thing. boundaries. I, I gla- I'm yeah. glad I went to school for communication because mm-hmm. if I wasn't, I'd still be a fighter like I used to be. When don't Google me, <laughs> y'all. Don't Google me. I'm a Google. Um, <laughs> <laughs> About to Google, uh, see no, what I've been um, up to. You know, it's, just, it's just, it's just a simple fact. I think it's very important that you um, that communication is there, yeah. that, that people understand that part. Um, whoever you are out there, like just understand that that part is the most important part. Like you have to communicate, and mm-hmm. that that the importance in that relationship is that you respect the relationship the respect has to be there the yeah. jealousy part is the fun part that's the part where you like oh my baby's still a caddy because honey if i'm jealous because you know you because the thing funny part when people when you think when you think of the bigger picture of jealousy the only person that's jealous is you boo you know what i mean like ain't nobody jealous you know it's so funny because nobody else is jealous of that person but yeah. you that means you so in love and intact with that person that you jealous that somebody else like your boo that means you in love with that person so wholeheartedly oh, you yeah. know it's really it's beautiful it's really a beautiful thing and we can just go into depth with it but it's you know it's just yeah and now that you like <laughs> break that all the way down i think that's that's where my jealousy will co- comes in is when mm-hmm. when somebody coming to disrespect my relationship that's when you gonna 
get the yeah. other side of Reek. Don't disrespect relationship. And only, and only yeah. people that can disrespect your relationship is you and your spouse. Yeah. And oh, I should. I'm not saying I'm. A, I'm not saying I'm a relationship guru, y'all. I'm not saying that. Right. I'm just saying I love love. Been like, through I'm some do things, love, right? Then I'm gonna do it correctly, and I, I like to educate myself on but it. But that's how you, know, you like, become a relationship guru. You go through things and you learn, mm-hmm, and then you mm-hmm. able to teach you learn, others. You know what you like and what exactly. you don't like. It, it's very important, and mm-hmm. I love a communicator, and that's what I love about the guy mm-hmm. I'm with. Like, he, we communicate very well. Like, I love a person that pray to get, like, a person that pray with me. Because, um, you know, they say back in the day, old school, if you pray together, you stay together. And a person that can pray with me, y'all, it does something to my spirit. Yeah. It does something to my spirit. Anyway, I can go on and on. But, yeah. yeah. Well, all right, well, that wraps it up for me. With the wand, so you want to go ahead and give out social media? Yes, I don't give y'all a little announcement your, your... too. You know, I, oh. I got something to say. What you got? You no, know, I want to. Okay, well, I got something to say. Um, <laughs> Ashley's on hiatus, and the reason why we're on hiatus is because we're actually doing a um giveaway, and we'll be doing a giveaway next year. I'm in January on our favorite things episode. Our favorite things is where we give out um, gifts from black-owned businesses that we like, mm-hmm. that advertise, and that catches our eye, and we just give out gifts from that company to our fans on our show. Oh, wow. Um, and we, nice. we just show some love to black-owned businesses. So if you're a black-owned business out there and you have a product and you're interested in getting some some people to look at your product, we're going to be doing a giveaway. Reach out to me at thelinkagency.com or you can reach me directly at thelinkagency at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Um, find me on all social media handles. I can just go and give that too. Um, it's at al.williamsforreal um, on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me on Snapchat, TikTok. I finally joined the TikTok world. You guys, you can see me TikToking out there in the world in these streets. You can find me on Snap. And you can also find me on YouTube at the link agency or at al.wiggins.reveal. Um, Rita, tell them all about you. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me I, I on I Facebook. A lot. I do it every time. <laughs> like, well, I'm trying to give all that out. Yeah, because Al has a book of a, a long list of things. <laughs> And I'm like, you can follow me at Sharita Edwards on Facebook and Sharita underscore Edwards on IG. I'm not that great big into social media, so you won't see me posting a whole lot, lot. <laughs> but you can always follow me. But there. she have a company that do it for her. That's the thing. That's yeah. Great about her. <laughs> and then I, of course, you know, have my insurance business. So hit us up for some quotes. We do auto life. Uh, home renters insurance. So we got you what you need. So Al, what's the social media for that one? Yes, it's Drifters underscore Insurance underscore Group. You can find them on Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, and you can also email them for your quote, or you can call them at any time. Yes. Get that get that quote, and they always help you out because it was mine was cheaper. And I I quote them and talk about them so much that I raise about how great their service is because it's been great to me. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. And then, of course, follow us, Compos with Renal. And yeah, you can I don't follow us on all social media platforms, too. And if you have something that you want to uh, talk to us about, a scenario or something, reach out to us at convoswithread at gmail.com or um, hit us up on our DMs because y'all already do that anyway. But you can mm-hmm. keep on with it. Keep it up. Yeah, we love it. 
And I don't really have any announcements. You know, I'm down right now, so I don't have a lot going on. <laughs> but, oh, my poor baby. I know. I'm going to get it together. I'm going to get it together. <laughs> y'all, around the world, pray for Riri. And y'all know, put, put a little prayer for, for Riri that it's going to heal overnight and she's going to be walking tomorrow. Y'all just pray something big happen. Y'all just you know, don't know. She's dancing and she's soft tomorrow, y'all. Just, yeah, because it really broke my, my spirits. It broke my spirits. Because, you know, I got my birthday coming up, and i just been excited. Now I'm like, ugh, am I going to have to have a cast on my leg? <laughs> so I'm like, I can't turn no, short, no, 40 like it. this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but I'll get better spirits. Okay, let me give you guys this uh, self-love quote. Yeah, let's go. You ready? Yes, ma'am. All righty. So... Self-love quote is the purpose of your life isn't to look for love. It's to delete all the barriers which prevent you from loving yourself. Yeah. All right, guys. So we're going to end this episode. Right, love you guys. Love you. And catch you on the next one. Bye.